0: This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, and I'm sitting here with Matthew Followill of Kings of Leon. Matthew, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Oh, uh, you know, went over and saw your sound check. Oh, where, really? Where you guys didn't do the sound check. Yeah.
1: We occasionally skip a sound check. Uh, this is our first one to skip of the tour. You just get to the point where the, the crew guys know what you like, so they make sure everything is, is set up the right
0: way. <clears throat> as long as you don't skip the show, I think you're, you're no, okay. No, we'll be there. We'll be there for the show. So let me ask you, obviously you guys are related, brothers, you're a cousin. If a member quit, would that be the end of the band? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know, really. I think, I think it might
1: be the end of the band. I think maybe we at least somebody would. I mean, it just depends on who quits.
0: I think we would change the name or something. I don't think it would be the end of us making music. Because there certain bands that are like that. If a member of U2 quit... I couldn't see them continuing. And no, because you yeah, guys are, you're right. That'd be a little weird. Be, um, because you guys are family, I have to imagine that might be a little strange. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, like, if I
1: quit, I'm sure maybe they'd find another guitar player, and then it'd just be, you know, a really boring band, and then probably fail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I don't know. I mean, if, if one of the members ever quit, it would definitely, we would not personally, like, people in the band would not stop making music but I don't think we'd be Kings of
0: Leon are your fights more intense more bitter because you're family I I think of bands like Oasis and the Kinks you know Mm -hmm. made up of family members and it just seems that they're more combustible than other bands
1: it could be more intense I mean I don't know I've never seen any of the guys in a fight with someone else really that wasn't family members so I wouldn't know I don't know how they act But there's a lot of, I mean, we don't fight anymore, really. I mean, it's been a long time since there's been a big one, but it's pretty intense when there is. I mean, it makes everyone feel uncomfortable. There's a lot of yelling, and it only comes to fisticuffs after about an hour of yelling at each other, which at that point, you're just like, come on, please hit each other
0: so this can just be over. (laughs) I'm so sick of hearing you guys yell. You've moved away a little bit from the raw abrasive sound that was almost like the early kinks to something more expansive is that a conscious decision um, well I just kind of found <clears throat> what I liked I really I mean when I first
1: came to Nashville and you know we started the band I went straight out and bought uh, a Les Paul custom and a Marshall amp you know it's just like yeah it's just the what, rock and roll combination yeah, just, I was just like cool I'll just get that you know because I really wasn't paying for it so somebody else was so like yeah I'll get that you know because I'd seen you know it's what Thin Lizzy and stuff uses so but then that just kind of that was too loud and I was like ah you know I don't really like that and it just kind of kept going and kept going through amps and guitars until I finally found what I like and I use an Ampeg reverb rocket a reverb rocket mm-hmm. and um, I use hollow body guitars I mean I used the Epiphone Sheraton for a long time and now I use it's a Gibson Elite that's mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. so I mean you know, I wasn't trying to really change my sound. I just finally got comfortable and found what I liked. I mean, if I would have had that combo when I started the band, I probably would have stuck with it forever. But I definitely am a big fan of a small amp turned up loud rather than a loud amp turned up, you know, in medium volume.
0: But you also certainly seem to be a Gibson guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like Telecasters a lot, but it definitely get a definitely Gibson guy.
0: Is there a particular reason? Just the the way they feel, the particular sounds that you get? Uh, yeah, just the sound, really. Yeah, I've
1: just never been a Stratocaster fan or, or anything like that. They just always kind of seemed small and kind of bluesy to me. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It, I've just always
0: kind of leaned towards the Gibson side. I, just no real reason. I mean, they've always sounded good. It's interesting that you guys opened for U2 several years ago um, because it seems that your guitar sounds have almost been a little influenced by the Edge. Do you notice yeah. this? Um, well, you know, I started to use pedals, and I mean,
1: I guess that's where it comes from. I mean, I started to use reverb and some delays and stuff like that, and and I mean, I, I feel like if the if the guitar if the guitar pedals were turned off, it would just sound like I used to, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I hear that, and I mean, he's definitely, you know, he's of course one of the best, and all that stuff, and but I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of fifty-fifty. I mean, I, sometimes I kind of I'm like, yeah, yeah, kind of hear
0: it, but then I'm like, no, it didn't sound like him. But I don't know. When you run tour with him, did you get a chance to talk shop with yeah, the edge at all? Totally. Or? I mean, yeah, we talked, and you know, I went
1: up and looked at his rig and stuff like that, and um, and were you like, oh my god, Yeah, it's, he carries like. I can't even remember, something like 60 guitars <laughs> on the road. It's like you got a whole truck for of guitars. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's got a crazy setup. and I mean, it, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I just started using pedals, and then after I started using pedals, people started saying something like The
0: Edge, so I don't know. I'm hearing some slide guitar on the new album. Are my ears being deceived, or are you uh, playing some slide? Um, yeah, I've always played a little bit of
1: slide, but um, I just brought it on stage one time and just kind of been fiddling with it ever since. I mean, we kind of joke around. We have this little blues, bluesy song that we've been playing just for fun between um, songs at the uh, at the end of the show. And and it sounds bluesy. And I told uh, Nacho, or the guitar tech, and our cousin, just, hey, bring me the slide up here. And so he brought it to me. And it's kind of hard to play on a standard
0: tuning, you know, a slide. But yeah. you, know, you just play on the bottom two strings or whatever. What's your manner of playing the guitar or practicing the guitar at home? I mean, do you... pretty much non-existent okay yeah i really don't i mean if i get you know if i have maybe
1: have a couple drinks i'll pick one up for a little bit but (laughs) the the time i really play is sound check and backstage i mean i'll just play i mean non-stop i'll go up for sound check and play 20 minutes before the guys get there you know and just find stuff and that's when i practice really when i'm at home i'm totally chilling and doing nothing
0: to do with Work or music or anything. So you're not sitting on the couch practicing licks. And no. Sorry to disappoint anyone. No, I'm. Just, um, so you don't sit there with instructional
1: DVDs and. No. Occasionally, I'll get on the internet if there's a song I want to learn, and I'll, you know, find the tab or whatever. Tab or or, or sure. maybe
0: a YouTube clip and.
1: Yeah, I've done that
0: a couple times, sure. definitely. Um, but those days are few and far between, though. What was the latest one that you you learned? What was What was the latest? Uh, what was it? I don't. I can't. I didn't even try to learn it, but I was watching somebody try to rip off Steve Vai or something, <laughs> and it was, you know, of course, it wasn't as good, but it was <laughs> still fun to watch. What is your batting average when it comes to coming up with licks and guitar patterns? I mean, do you do you stockpile them? Do you tape them? Well, I heard someone say, "If it's what do they say? If it's not good enough to remember, yeah, don't
1: don't worry about it or something." Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really record them or anything. I just, you know, I mean, I come up with them nonstop. I mean, we'd be playing, you know, it'd be a song going around on sound us practicing the song and I'll have five guitar parts that I just don't even know. And then I have to finally eventually sit down and say, OK, guys, which guitar part do you like? I need to start getting something to record because it's getting to the point to where there's a lot of guitar parts that I need to remember. There's already been like four on just us sound checking that I'm just like, God, I can't remember. And it's just like, well, I guess I'll have to just write something different. But uh, our soundman does record our sound checks just for that reason. Yeah. But, I mean, we're on the road nonstop. So I'm not going to be able to say, okay, it was January the 2nd, and it was 4
0: o'clock. We were sound checking, you know. How does your guitar playing, how do you you fit into the whole songwriting process of the band? How does it work? Sometimes I'll, my guitar
1: lick or line will start the song. We'll start up the idea for the song. I mean...
0: But (laughs) these are are the ones that you remember, because you don't tape them.
1: Right. Well, like (laughs) You Somebody was one on our record, uh, on the last record. Really? I started, yeah. It's weird with us. Like, Jared will come up with the bass line, and, and we'll start playing around it, or Caleb will have a guitar part, and we'll start playing around it. And I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, unless it's me starting the song out, I already have the guitar parts written. Someone else will start the song, and then I'll write guitar parts around what's already there. And, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. And then that, you know, that transfers to the studio. And then,
0: you know, or not hours, but, you know, sitting there trying to figure out exactly what you're going to do. But I just want to get this straight. You don't even tape it, like, old school, like, on a cassette? Like, you're sitting there and you're watching TV and you come up with Uh a lick and you just... If it's really good, or, or you know, I mean, if I have to, I'll I'll pull up GarageBand on my computer. I was about to ask, do you use
1: GarageBand? Yeah, I'll, I definitely use GarageBand. I mean, it's just fun. And, you know, sometimes I'll if I get an amp in my room or whatever and I'm playing, yeah, I'll just, you know, press record and you just record it and then remember it, you know, save it. So, What do you like about GarageBand? It's awesome for musicians or anybody who's doing anything. I mean, if you're in a hotel room, you have your computer. I mean, it's got an internal mic. You just press record and do whatever you want. I mean, and then you can cut it up and put it into pieces. I mean, it's just, it's great. I love everything about it. I mean, it's just so easy to work. You can just press record. I mean, and if you really get into it, you can make pretty much a whole song, even slash a whole album if you have to. You people, know, People have. Yeah, definitely. People definitely have. I mean, I know that there's a band called MGMT, and I don't know if this is sure, a rumor yeah, yeah, or not, yeah. but they uh, supposedly they did their whole album on GarageBand. Gave it out to people and record labels and stuff, and that's how they got signed, and then they you know, went and redid it, but yeah, I mean, GarageBand is awesome. So have you demoed proper
0: songs on GarageBand yourself? Not really,
1: I mean, I know Caleb went, when he was writing the last record, had a lot of GarageBand,
0: he recorded a lot of the songs onto GarageBand, and he would play them for us, so that was helpful. You guys are breaking in the States pretty big, but obviously the UK and Australia, but Pretty much, the UK has just embraced you guys.
1: Yeah, Australia um, is almost taken over the yeah, UK now. Yeah, We're yeah. eight or nine times platinum there. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't even believe that. What do you attribute this to? Can you can you put pinpoint this to something? No, it's weird. I mean, it's weird. and It's not weird. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just. I mean, the Stones. I mean, weren't I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure weren't they big over here first or something? Or, or, no. Well, no.
0: They no. Like they kind of like, broke worldwide. What? Well, I mean, like the Beatles, they broke their it's just, first. Yeah,
1: it's just the thing about being different. I guess you know, like we're American here, and we're American. You know, yeah. But over there we're like these American, and we had long hair and curly hair, and we were wore really weird clothes, and we were from the south, and we were just kind of intriguing. And I don't know. I guess, and plus, here in America, you don't really get you don't get great music really. I mean, it's pretty much pop radio or hip hop. Uh, or you know, or you can have classic rock stations. But over there, their pop stations have bands like us on it.
0: As a guitar player, how do you feel that you are with your instrument right now? Are you able to play whatever comes into your head? Or are there things that you f- hear in your head that you still feel that you cannot play on the guitar? Absolutely. I can't. I mean, I hear
1: stuff... And I'll try to play it, and I just have to practice and practice it. Because, I mean, it's, like, so fast that I just can't do it, you know. I mean, I'm definitely not the best I can be, which probably comes from me sitting on the couch when I'm at home and not practicing. What but, like what do, you, what do you think your weak spots are? Weak spots? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, there are some chords that are really complicated, you know, with some <laughs> really, like weird finger stuff going on but i mean i can usually get those pretty good and i learn it pretty quick
0: it's pretty much the because rock musicians <coughs> usually whenever there's something that's too tough to play quote unquote they'll figure out an easier way to play it yeah well, that's just copping out i mean
1: well I like but to, still i know i mean i'd like to i like to challenge myself i mean when there's a guitar part that's really hard i mean there's a guitar part that that was decently hard that i just we just wrote on a on a newer song and you know takes me two days and you know, I'm perfect at it now but it's pretty much a song on the album or something no a know? song that you know we're working on now for the next album but um, okay. you're already writing songs to the next album pretty much yeah I mean we're not writing songs we just play around on ideas to soundtrack. I mean we have you know I'd say safely seven ideas you know oh, so right. I mean it's just but they're just ideas now you know they're if you had to play them there'd be two minutes of music right now you know it's not very not really like you know five minutes not a full song yet but that's what happens when we get home and we do pre-production for a record. I mean, that's when we finish the songs. And, I mean, I don't think we've ever really completely finished a song done, ready to record on the road or at one time. I mean, it's always, we just get
0: the idea, and then we go home and arrange it. Let's talk about some of the songs on the record. All right. Closer. You have these wonderful, crashing walls of guitar. How, how are you getting that? What are you doing? Um... Um, the beginning
1: of that song and in the middle I sing into one of the guitar pickups um, yeah you're I mean, singing into it yeah singing into the guitar pickup. and, where, I mean, and artists, where'd you get
0: that? where'd you get that idea I have no
1: idea it, I don't know I think I think I had uh, I think actually I can tell you exactly where it came from I had a really like hot guitar it was like had distortion on it it was like just really like you know fixing to explode the amp mm-hmm. and Nathan was playing the drums and I was just sitting there and I could hear his drums through my guitar sure yeah yeah and i went oh no i was like oh my god and then i just kind of went like uh, and just kinda, <laughs> and i was like oh my god i was like this is so crazy and so we started playing a song and it was just you know it's one of those things we were just kind of jamming on and still trying to get and i just did like a really creepy you know singing part and it everybody's like oh my god i love it so i used it um and other than that it's just Chords with
0: and which guitar is this, by the way?
1: Um, this is my elite, the, elite, the Gibson elite. And, and what are you putting it through? What, what um, God, it's hard to say. I mean, we had a lot of amps. We we usually would use two amps at one time. You know, Mike, both amps have it. You know, you
0: know, side to side or whatever. Do that. The song "Crawl." You have a pretty chilling solo. Did you plan that out? No, no. Well, not really. What happened was
1: that song I had guitar parts for like always like lots and they just weren't working and people didn't like them they thought it made it sound dated the song made it, you know 70s or, or whatever really and, yeah and so I just kind of stopped playing and just let them go and then I was just like yeah I'll just play and I'll just you know come up with something and so I don't, and I don't have a lot of guitar parts on that song per se I mean until the end and then you know when the end we were playing live and I was just wanted to play like a, a Stooges nasty guitar solo, you know, no, like it's a, just it's, kind it's of a crazy, almost like, ah, it's almost like annoying, I wanted it to be like, you know, like, geez, and so, and so I played it, and tried to make it like, you know, tone it down a little bit, but still be crazy, and then walk, you know, you go in the control and they're like, dude, just be crazy on it, just do whatever, and we'll, and and we'll find the right one, so I went in and played probably about four, maybe three, four times a solo, and just came out with one, and it was, Yeah, mental crazy. And
0: they were, I was like, yeah, it's a little, you know, I'm not used to this. And they were like, no, it's fine. It's going to be awesome. Now, I know you said you don't really tape things, but, you know, do you generally plan out what you're going to do in a solo or do you go in? No, hardly ever. You you go in and wing it? I hardly ever
1: know what I'm going to do for a solo. I mean, I'll know where I'm going to play and if it's going to be really high or if it's going to start up here, but. No, I never have anything down solo-wise. That's that's the part that the guys kind of get mad at me at because I like to do it in the studio so that I can listen what sounds good and stuff. I mean, I'll write every other guitar part except for I know that I have a solo piece here and I have
0: to write that at some point. And I, we use that usually happens in the studio. Matthew, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a Definitely, pleasure. Yeah, this was fun. Definitely. Absolutely. This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, and I've been speaking with Matthew Followill from uh, Kings of Leon continued success man all right thank you very much we'll definitely try to uh please (laughs) it's been a pleasure all right cheers man thank Thank you. you